What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
good evening, USA, Canada, all over the world. Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the Fox Boss of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greganator, the Misunderstood Lonely Nomad, YouTuber, host with the most, the independent, the unstoppable independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you are now rocking with the 140th episode of Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast. That's right, 140, live and direct from StreamYard and YouTube. And alongside of myself is the Instagram live feed. Make sure you turn turn on the notifications so you could be um. Reminded of when I'm going to be on Instagram live on a weekly basis of each podcast recordings. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555, for all the episodes that's uploaded and posted to the YouTube channel page. Of course, make sure you tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream. Alongside with leaving a like and a comment, along with the episodes and topics that's being discussed today, and and of course, be sure you download the episodes, share the episodes, uh, rate, leave a like and a comment. Um, make sure you um, share the videos, tell from to another friend, and I will go over the rest of the um. Um, audio streaming platforms where you can listen to the episodes and watch. So there you go right there. Um, yeah, I want to start off with, um, yeah, let's start off with a little thing that I like to call the mental health check-in. Now, before I even get to, um, before I even talk about how I'm feeling and stuff like that mentally, physically, and spiritually, I would like to address a couple of things. <sighs> um, I've been having some talks with the fellas from the group chat. I'm not going to say their names on here, but the, the thing that kind of really, um, it really kind of, um, you know, kind of, um, it kind of upset me in a sense. And this was pertaining to the, the, this notion about, you know, seeking validation from, from networks and labels and all that other stuff just, just for, just for a damn push. Look, It's been over a year since I started this podcast, and the reasons I decided to start this podcast is because I was looking for a particular skill to learn from, and this is it. For the most part, um, I... I'm not a type of person who is just going to be surrounded by a bunch of yes people in labels and networks and stuff like that 
Because what's what's gonna happen is if you if you're under a network for a podcast or any other type of stuff whatsoever, um there's a chance that you're not gonna be able to have a say in the creative process of what you started and what you and what and and what you're hosting on. Look, I care about integrity i care about authenticity because folks at the end of the day if you are a creator of a podcast like myself a lot of times you do you don't necessarily need validation from from labels and networks to 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 be valid and the thing that kind of really, and the thing that kind of really upset me is the simple fact that it's like, how are you gonna say to somebody that they're going in circles or whatever case scenario may be? And another thing that kind of annoyed me was the simple, the simple fact that I, I hate, I hate questions, I hate a particular question in regards to ten years. I'm not making any predictions of what's going to go down in 10 years. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I like to be hands-on when it comes to my podcast and when it comes to being creative and having some ideas and and having the vision and, and the topics to talk about for you guys, whether it's what's going on in mass transit, what is going on, what's going on with, you know, the homelessness and as far as like, you know, mental health and all these other subjects that I try to actually, you know, tackle. I can't say, I can't say that I would choose money over, over again, over, um, over integrity because integrity is almost like integrity to me is like, is like basically, um, it's a sign of it's a sign of having respect. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want to fall into the category of being famous. And I said this numerous of times on this podcast that there are downfalls to being famous. How many times I hear stories about people committing suicide? It's the amount of peer pressure of being a fucking role model to everybody and you, and you only human you can't you're only human you can't cater to everybody you're only human and that's the that's the one thing i want you folks that's listening and and watching and streaming on every platform whatsoever to to actually you know you know learn something you know what i'm saying like learn that you are you are a creator of your own craft. Know the know the fact that there are some there are some um there's some there's some ups and downs in life. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to actually give up on my podcast because someone says I'm I'm actually putting myself to the ground or whatever. Or being, or going around in circles. 
Because let me tell you something. When it comes to followers, there are there's real followers and there are fake followers who who are the ones who don't have you know their own profile pics. And especially if they're bots, because I because I noticed that all the time when it comes to um receiving notifications to my Instagram and to the podcast pages and stuff. And I don't like the idea of, you know, I don't like the idea of fake people pretending that they support, but they really don't. You know what I'm saying? And I see where this is going too. Now I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Look, I have every right to express myself in terms of what's going on, what's going on as far as myself in terms of certain things that I'm not in terms of certain things that I that I don't agree on. Now if I told you that I started this podcast to make money and shit like that, then then that means I'm basically, you know, that means I'm basically doing this shit for the wrong reasons. You know what I'm saying? I found my why, my what, when, how, and of course, managed to find a skill that I could get the hang of. You can't tell somebody, oh, because because you, you, you think you think being under a fucking network or or rec, or record label or whatever case scenario may be is it's all glamorous. No, it's no, the fuck is not. Because as I'm listening to um a a show called TK's Chronicles of a Black Sheep, and what I liked about one of the um individuals who said that not all money is good money. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, I don't want to get into the hype of, I don't want to get into the hype of like, you know, being caught up with, um, with the fame and the, and the glory and the money and all that other shit though, man. And then I alienate the people that believed in me and my vision and my dream for a fucking network who, who won't let me have a say in my creative, in my, in my creative process as far as like, the topics that I want to talk about or whatever case scenario may be. That's why I was very upset with the whole idea that Netflix is taking um, 73 out of 30. And, it, and, and the fucking messed up part about it is, is that if I was to be in a network a podcast network or a TV network or whatever case scenario may be, and I can't get it, and I can't get a say on on what I want to talk about creatively and on other stuff, then it's gonna be a problem with which is 
what you call creative fucking differences. Okay? If I told you I was doing these this podcast and along with other podcast shows that I started for 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 money, then I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. Again, I didn't start this to be famous and to cater to fucking people to be pleasing everybody. I can't please everybody. Do you understand what I'm saying, folks? For those of you just listening, because like I said before, like I said before, I'm I'm not really I'm not really trying to be in the hype of like, oh, because X amount of money or whatever. Look, I'm not a millionaire. And I'm never gonna make millions of dollars anyway. These this shit takes fucking time. And that's why I always say don't rush the fucking process. Because when you try to rush the process and try to be getting a quick buzz or whatever case scenario may be. Now, just because you get a a quick buzz or whatever based on based on luck does not necessarily mean that it's going to last forever. It's just a fucking moment. You're just doing this to get a fucking moment. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, seriously? Seriously. Seriously. I just wanted to get this shit off my chest because it's been kind of bothering me. All right? And I'm not a typical person who wants to who wants to be, you know, you know, mainstream or whatever case scenario may be, because I'm worried about censorship and I'm worried about the cancel culture shit, which I don't want to be a part of. You know what I'm saying? If I can't and if if I can't express myself as far as like whatever, whatever, as far as, you know, being the unfiltered podcast show, even if it means even if it means using profanity, so fucking be it. Like you, you can't pigeonhole somebody all uh, to say that that they're going in circles and they're burning themselves to the ground. No, I'm not burning myself to the ground. Because guess what? I'm letting success speak for itself. It's like it's like why should we let the numbers of you know the X amount of followers and the X amount of fucking um views or whatever define who we are as individuals, define who we are as creators. You know what I'm saying? Like and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I made it to a year. All right. And as I looked on Anchor, I am almost at 2K plays. I am almost at 2K plays, which means it's 2,000 plays on Anchor from the people who listened 
from all around the world, the people who listen in Canada, the USA, not to mention California, not to mention um the people, the people in um Jersey, the people in Connecticut, the people in um the people in Florida, the people in um everywhere, including New York. Look, that's my idea. My idea of success is not just based on numbers because you don't you, you don't want to be defined by the X amount of numbers that you have. What you have to be defined by is your creativity, your integrity, um, your authenticity, and being passionate about doing what you love to do, not just based on, not just based on fame and money and all the other shit because money comes and goes and not all not all money is good money and that's basically my take on it if me reaching 2k plays is this notion of me falling backwards It's not really falling backwards. The amount of content that I create measures the amount of success that I am going to have independently. If my friends who are who are who are singers and rappers can do this without a label. And the same goes with podcasters. If they could do it without um without being pressured to be under a label, then then it, it works for people. You know what I'm saying? Being under a label doesn't work for everybody. The same way, um, the same way being on stage and being on TV is not for everybody, and it's definitely not for me. All I'm saying is this. You got to do what works for you. Not for the people who doubt your craft. And especially not for not those who, who, who don't really support your craft. Because you don't want any fake motherfuckers to actually make you miserable. And that's what I'm trying to do. I am trying to you know, avoid not having any any haters as far as bullies or any type of shit whatsoever. Yes, someone asked me if I got bullied. Yes, I got bullied. And it's not easy, and it's not easy to just, you know, say, oh, oh, pretend not pretend and act like nothing happened. No. I'm not going to do that because it's not who I am as a person, as a person and a creator who has a vision, who 
picks interesting topics in terms of serious and funny. Because I learned how to have a balance between those two. That's my idea of success. Not by fucking numbers. Not the not by those who who want to fucking doubt me. I cater to those who are morally supportive. And I cater to those who 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 um who wish that I could keep going with this and and I'm already successful and as far as having a fucking push or whatever I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna really say I'm gonna be um look the only time the only time I take money is through donations, not through labels. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's my take on this. Now, how I'm doing f- mentally, physically, and spiritually, mentally, I was a little bothered. Um. Physically, I am okay, and spiritually, I'm all right. I'm doing what makes me happy. That's what matters. Not, not, not the labels. Not the, not the, not the TV labels or anything like that. None of that shit matters. Numbers doesn't numbers of subscribers, followers on on social media or any type of shit whatsoever doesn't define who I am as an individual. You know what I'm saying? What I do is with passion, and it's very important. For those who are interested in making making a podcast, it's all about consistency and having the passion and the heart to do this. It'd be nice to have money, but not all money is good money. So keep that in mind, folks, for those that's listening out there. I'm not knocking anybody who wants to be under a label or anything like that, but at the same time, just be careful and make sure that whatever craft you you created, you own your shit. Because ownership, creativity, your talents, um your your individuality is what really matters here 
don't worry about motherfuckers who say that you're not going to make it without a label. There's plenty of people who who have podcasts and and are music artists right now that are doing fine without a record label. That's what streaming platforms are for. Not too many people are buying CDs anymore because the shit is played out. You understand what I'm saying? All right. Let me say this again. If you are a creator of your podcast, music, it is important to own your shit. It is important to make sure that you have creative control and to make sure that you have your visions and ideas and and talent to yourself. All these things, including the stuff that I just said, all these shits are not for fucking sale. They're not for sale. And that's my take on what I'm feeling. And let's get this going. All right. Um, now that I got that off my chest, what do we say we go to a little thing that I like to call the New York Mass Transit Files? Let's cue the sound effects. All right. All right. So... And now transit news today, what we have here. And 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 for those of you, for those of you that's not from New York, don't don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged if you're not from there. I'm just telling you what's going on in the in New York areas and as far as the experience and stuff like that. So that's just that's just me. All right. So so just hang in there. All right. So um so according to am um ny.com um traffic collisions on the city's roads have claimed the lives of 59 people so far this year. A 44% jump over the same period last year according to a new report from Safe Streets Advocacy Group Transportation Alternatives. Most people have died on the city streets in the first quarter of this year than in the same time period of any year since the city's adoption of Vision Zero in 2014, according to the group's analysis of city data. Yeah, hold on. That's not what I meant. 
Anyway. Okay, trans alt and other advocacy groups call the uptick alarming and say it calls for an immediate action. Less the city weather in an even deadlier 2022 than it saw in 2021, which was already the deadliest year on the city's road since 2014. Hmm. New Yorkers lost to traffic violence so far this year have included 99-year-old Jack um, McCollinser. A Holocaust survivor struck and killed by a reckless driver as he drove his wheelchair to synagogue in Manhattan Beach, Brooklyn, in February. A 10-year-old um, Davina Afokaba, who was killed by a motorist while on a sidewalk in Far Rockaway, Queens. And a 53-year-old Anthony Smith, who died after being struck by the operator of an NYPD van on Eastern Parkway in Crown Heights earlier this month. From children in Queens to seniors in Brooklyn, too many New Yorkers are killed simply waiting for the bus or crossing the street, and the numbers are only increasing, said Danny Harris, Trans Alt's executive director. In a statement, our leaders must take steps immediately to save New Yorkers and prevent this year from turning into another record-breaking year for traffic fatalities. The proportion traffic, uh, no, excuse me, the proportion of traffic deaths um, occurring among, hold on a second, hold on. Yeah occurring among the youngest New Yorkers, those 18 and under, has skyrocketed this year. Trans Alt found youngsters made up 5% of traffic fatalities from 2014 through 2021, but 15% in the first three months of 2022. On the other, on the other end of the spectrum, New Yorkers um, 65 and older made up 24% of deaths so far this year, despite being only 15% of the Big Apple's population. 29 of the 59 fatalities occurred among pe excuse me, pedestrians. Advocates say the data shows it's time to shift into gear and move forward on a number of measures to increase safety on the city streets. They are calling for 3.1 billion in the city's upcoming fiscal year 2023 budget to implement the Department of, De of Transportation's street streets plan, a comprehensive plan of the city's streetscape and public space, which would see the addition of hundreds of miles of bike um, and bus lanes and create one million square feet of new car free public space the city council included the founding the yeah the founding in their um response to mayor eric adams executive budget 
The advocates are also calling on the Adams administration to fast track its January promise to redesign 1,000 dangerous intersections across the city and to strengthen its dangerous vehicle abatement program, requiring repeat reckless drivers to complete a motorist safety course by lowering the number of violations needed to trigger the requirement. At the state level, trans also says legislators and the governor should allow the city home rule over its speed camera program and to pass the Crash Victims Rights and Safety Act, which would allow the city to lower the speed limits on its roadways, provide funding to redesign dangerous streets, and create a Crash Victims Bill of Rights. In this time of crisis, New York City needs more groundbreakings, not vigils, Harris said. The mayor's office declined to comment on the report directing inquiries to DOT. An agency spokesperson said that the Adams administration is fully committed to Vision Zero. That work is underway to redesign intersections, build new bike lanes, and protect existing ones, and that the administration is still seeking home rule over its speed cameras. Okay, the DOT spokesperson, Vin Barone, also provided data um, to AM New York Metro showing a downward trend from last year on pedestrian deaths as of mid-April from 35 in 2021 to 30 this year. And an unchanged amount of cyclist deaths, noting that the uptick has mostly come due to an increase in motorist fatalities. The safety of New Yorkers is is our number one priority, Barone said in a statement. We are proud of the work we have done to curb traffic deaths, and we understand there is still much more to do. The agency is working around the clock to increase the number of safety measures and eliminate traffic deaths in New York City. All right. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, All right. Um, all right. We got another story here, and this is involving a scooter driver. A teenager is in critical condition after smashing into an MTA bus while driving an electric mo- moped in a Queens crash Tuesday afternoon. The fifteen-year-old boy was was driving a um a uh, a Bal Diallo Diallo um scooter heading west on Seneca, Seneca Avenue in Wedgwood when he struck the Metropolitan Transportation Authority people mover heading south on Gates Avenue at 1:11 p.m. on April 6th cops said paramedics brought the youngster to Brookdale Hospital in critical condition. 
the bus driver remained on the scene and police did not make any arrests as the incident remains under investigation. A police spokesperson couldn't say who had the light at the time of the collision. Um, there have been 18 crashes at the main, at that intersection since 2011, injuring 21 people, according to data from the website NYC Crash Mapper. Damn. Damn. Yeah, they really need to do something about this, though, man. Seriously. Like, that, that shit is not... That shit is crazy. That shit is crazy, though, man. But, let's see. Um, Let me see, let me see, let me see. What else can we talk about here? Let me make sure I'm not missing anything. Um... Okay, let me make sure I'm not missing anything. And speaking of safety, um, let's get into another story in regards to the whole thing as far as transportation or whatever case scenario may be. Um, okay, so so this is according to QNS.com. The PS um IS102Q Bayview Parent Association recently partnered with the NYC Department of Transportation to provide parents and guardians with an informative virtual workshop on pedestrian and traffic safety. At the present, no, excuse me, at the Parents Association's monthly meeting last week, a DLT representative came to educate the parents and provide 10 booster seats as raffle prizes. The presentation went over how to stay safe as a pedestrian, passenger, and cyclist. Each year, DLT serves over 500 schools by working with students and parents as far no as part of the Vision Zero initiative to discuss safety. They also work with older youth around issues of distracted and impaired driving as well. According to a DOT representative, they work with school communities closely to address their safety concerns and connect them with the school safety engineering department at DOT. Education is a cornerstone of Vision Zero. Uh, along with our engineering and, and enforcement efforts, says spokesperson Vincent Barone. End quote. We provide outreach to hundreds of schools each year, and we're happy to discuss pedestrian, bicycle, um, and child passenger safety with PSIS102Q Parent Association. Um, the Parent Association has often um, advocated for safer school crossings, particularly at Van Horn Street and 55th Road. Um, Ferdy Lee, the president of the group, said that they are in need of a stop sign and crosswalks to allow their children to walk to and from school safely. I felt that the pedestrian safety was most relevant as we live in New York City, where walking is commonplace, Lee said. 
We have students who walk to school. It's easy to assume everyone knows how to cross the street, but it's just not the case. Also, often children and adults are distracted by their electronic devices. Yeah, that part is true too. Um, Lee said that she has often felt unsafe walking the crosswalks in her community. My son and I were walking home and the distracted driver was turning left toward the crosswalks, Lee said. It was not until another driver hung to his um, attention and he was in arm's reach away from us that he stopped. In other areas of Queens, like Glendale, parents and community members have rallied to bring attention um to safety to needed safety measures at crosswalks just a couple of weeks ago nearly 300 residents gathered at stanhope street and fairview avenue to call for visible crosswalks and pedestrian signals according to the dot they are working to bring new safety measures to the area yeah yeah, I could agree. I could agree with that right there, though. Um, let's see. Now, now that I got that out the way, um, now that I got that out the way, let's get into let's get into this thing that I like to call chatting all the jazz. All right. Um, our next our next subject is going to be about um um. All right, we're gonna go. Hold on a second. Hold on a minute here. Hold on a second here. Um. All right, we're going to go to this story in regards to um, Travis Scott. Okay. Um, all right, so let's go to TMZ because they got the best story. Um... All right, so, okay, Travis Scott is officially hitting the big stage once again, headlining his first music festival since the Astroworld tragedy, where he will perform in front of more than 100,000 people. The, the, the Primavera Sound Festival will span across Brazil, Chile, and Argentina, and will feature names like Travis, Lord, Arctic Monkeys, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> and Jack White. <laughs> it's the festival's first time in South Amer America in the past. It's been held in Barcelona and upwards of 200 people have attended. 
Travis will hit the stage in November and will play three shows total in Sao Pablo, Pablo, um, Buenos Aires, and Santiago, Chile. Our sources say the festival is just one of the of many TS has on the horizon for this summer and will be announcing three U.S. festival performances soon. As we've reported, Travis has hit a couple private parties in the last couple of months performing behind a DJ booth. He's also set to host a club show in Miami in May. Of course, those gigs will pale in comparison to the, the Primavera Sound show, a massive festival even bigger than his Astroworld crowd. Scott, as well as Astro Promoter Live Nation and others, are still involved in tons of litigation stemming from the 10 deaths that happened at Astroworld. The investigation continues into who was responsible for those that died, but Travis has maintained he was unaware of the security of the severity of what was happening in the crowd as he performed. Yeah, as I said previously, um, it was dark. It was dark. Like, how was he supposed to know what was what was going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he can't control what was going on. So that's just that's just um, that's just um me. So, well, I hope that Travis Scott gets through um the the the, the, the rough patches of the a massive um lawsuits that he's been um struggling with so so yeah um speaking of struggles um yeah speaking of struggles hold on a second here hold on a second here yeah speaking of struggles um speaking of struggles um we're gonna talk um yeah let's talk coil ray man um all right so there's three stories to call the ray um all right so um all right so this was this was posted last week um so this father and daughter feud between Benzino and Coyle Ray continues to spill on social media as the Blick Blick artist did not take her dad's recent comments lightly. On Tuesday evening, April 19th, the former Love and Hip Hop star took to Twitter to address the critics who shared their opinions on his relationship with his daughter, mentioning if they did a collaboration album. Folks would be in trouble before sounding off on folks paying too much focus on his family issues instead of their own. Um, this did not sit well with the 24-year-old artist who responded to her father, her father by issuing a warning to release screenshots of a conversation they shared. You want me to post these screenshots of what you said to me, the rapper wrote. In response, the former source co-owner wrote how the best response is no response. This isn't the first time 
they got into a heated exchange after the 56-year-old called out his daughter about her parents her parenting comments. While these two may seem to have a rocky relationship, they do appear to have love for one another. After recently making up the sh by sharing heartfelt comments about how much they love each other. I love my dad, Red Heart, forever and always, the transcendent rapper tweeted. I do this for my family. They don't understand me. No niggas around me. They don't understand me. I do this for my crew. They don't understand. I do this shit for you. They don't understand. Time will tell if these two will be back on the same page um okay in in other core ray news um she has an album out right now called transsetter so let's let's talk about this core ray is maintaining she indeed sets trends despite the heavy heavily scrutinized first week sales of her album trendsetter tmz hip-hop caught up with the big purr rapper outside gunner's 420 party for his wonderland cannabis strain last night in hollywood and considering how many rap pundits have been throwing shots at the upstart artist she's taking everything in stride coy tells us she's only seen positive reviews and reactions and insists her record ranks as a great debut album she also alluded to her master social media following um being the main reason fans and critics thought she'd post bigger stats the project has heavy headed heavy hitting features from the likes of Nicki minaj favio foreign giorbo lil dirk and her and the deluxe version could potentially um feature Antonio Brown who also just released his first album first album and makes a cameo midway through the interview um the New Jersey bred rapper's debut has been a major point of contention after Billboard reported it only sold 9000 units in its first week Koi has clarified her team's reports show a bigger number but not by much. Well, she also addressed the subliminal jazz 1501 certified entertainment artist Eric Banks punched in her direction earlier this week when she claimed Nicki Minaj only records songs with girls who can rap who can't rap. While Coy tells TMZ Hip Hop the Texas rapper may regret her comments down the line, she doesn't have any fucks to give not even in her fairy tote fairy tote bag <laughs> wow yeah so um next up her headlining um monster outbreak tour opposite bronx drill star be love okay um let's see um all right so all right all right let's um all right so despite earning 
low first week sales numbers for her debut album, Transcenders. Corey LeRae is optimistic about her future as an artist. On Friday, April 21st, the 2022 Hip Hop DX Rising Star appeared in an interview with TMZ Hip Hop at the 420 event um, and opened up about the critical response to the commercial sales to, of her Transcenders album, which moved 9,000 units first week after initially being projected to sell 11,000. The Republic Records artists appeared to be unbothered by the numbers and actually owned them in the short two-minute long video by expressing her belief that she's actually so popping. The expectations people have for her are somewhat disproportionate. In quote, I don't think they're asleep, Coyle Ray said in part. I actually feel like you know what's so crazy. I have not got one bad remark on the music. Everybody's saying the music is so good. It's just I'm so viral that all I'm so viral that over time, you know, people I guess expected something more. She continued explaining that this is all a part of her process as an artist. But if you do your research and look at your favorite artist debut album sales, come on, Coyle Ray said. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's a stepping stone. It's part of the process. Coyle Ray also addressed the video clip she retweeted on April 17th of Busted. Rapper um Erica Banks throwing shade at a female at female artist she said can't rap but still managed to collaborate with veteran hip-hop icon Nicki Minaj. You know, you, you got to let bitches play the back, Coyle Ray said in response to Banks' remarks. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you can't even feed into negative energy. At the end of the day, what you put in this earth is always going to come back to you. So that's the energy she want to put out there. That's the energy she's going to get. We all know what's up. Like, come on. The 24-year-old who recently joined forces with the Queen rapper for their Blick Blick collab went on to charge the entire situation to the game and sum it all up as a learning experience for both Erica Banks and herself. I think that people are still learning as an artist, even myself as an upcoming artist. You go through a developing stage, Coyle Ray said. You learn a lot, and I feel like she just might be at that stage. You you know, God forgive. So in the future, you know, she might look back at it and might want to be like, you know what? I wish I would have looked at things different. I apologize. Maybe I want to go about things differently. That's what a real bitch would do, not a rap bitch. She added, I don't give a fuck about Erica Banks, before briefly responding to inquiries about her father, Benzino, by sending love his way in spite of this of his social media antics ridiculing the first week sales numbers for Transetter. Yeah. Um you know you know I'm going to ch- 
You know what? I am going to actually check out her her, uh, her music, and I am going to be the person to review it so on my sh- other um show, Meticulous Vile Juice Podcast, in the future. So I'm going to do that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, um, of course, of course, you're gonna have idiots, fucking idiots, who's gonna have some dumb shit to say and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, um, congratulations to Corey LeRae and her success on the Transcendent debut album. You know what? Let's make some noise, man. Let's make some noise. Speaking of congratulations, we got to congratulate DJ Khaled. All right. And this is according to HypeBeast.com. DJ Khaled receives yet another one to add to his accolades as the newest recipient of a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The critically acclaimed um, producer was joined by peers Jay-Z, Diddy, and Fat Joe to help ring in his achievement. Khaled was first introduced by Fat Joe, whom he has collaborated on many singles with, including Howl At Me, Pride and Joy, and of course, All I Do Is Win. Fat Joe started the ceremony recalling how they first met 25 years ago. When I met him, he made me move out of New York to Miami. When I think of Khaled, I think of love. That's the only reason why you see the heavyweights here like you see them. Diddy later followed up with a speech of his own congratulating his longtime friend and highlighting his hard work in the industry. I remember that day when you told me they don't believe me, Puff. I was like, Khaled, what are you talking about? You're doing you're doing great, but they don't believe me. I remember from that day, you worked all the way up. He added, you are a pioneer. You are an icon and a brilliant businessman. But most importantly, you are a great friend to all of us here. Your energy and your work ethic is unmatched. We celebrate you for everything. Yeah, I can agree. I have to agree, man. Um, I have to agree. Um, of course, when you when you create something, and you know you're going to reach massive of success, that's something, man. You know what I'm saying? That's really something. Um, yeah, Khaled was also joined by other collaborators, friends, and family, including Tiana Taylor, Jeezy, and Nori. The artist himself gave his own shout-out to the occasion, reminding fans and those in attendance that there's only one Khaled. That's all I got to say. We the best. It's not just me. It's we. Yep. Yep. I agree. 
The same way there's no iron team. The same way there's no iron team. And of course, um, yes. So congratulations to DJ Khaled. All right, let's make some noise before we clap. Yeah. Okay, speaking of which, let's talk Bia. All right, um, this is hip hop. This is according to hip hop twenty four, um, seven dot com. Um, so Bia gives flowers to J Cole following their latest song London. Last week, Bia made her return to music with a huge collaboration in London, which featured no other than none other than J. Cole. The Dreamville boss getting praise from fans and fellow rappers for being one of the top featured artists right now. Now, Bia also showers love for Jermaine and reveals her favorite part of working with him. Cole is way bigger than a rapper. There needs to be a better world to describe him. He's a masterful wordsmith. I like that better. Um, she wrote, my favorite part about working with Cole was how caring and nice he was as a person. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty true. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm on what? Yeah, yeah. As a person, okay. Um, like he actually cares, and that's rare. I learned a lot from him, even how he balanced his time with music and family. That says a lot about his character. Bia's name and sound aren't just hype. She's the industry's premier female rapper with features from some of the industry's greatest stars. We're talking about Nicki Minaj, who co-signs with J. Cole on her song Whole Lot of Money Remix. She revealed her own excitement at her pre previous collaborations just hours before the release of the video clip of London. He also congratulated Russ for his hit single Best on Earth, which he released in 2019 she continued she continued in quote so thankful for you j cole for your contributions to music and the culture consistency pushing your pen and sharing this moment with your new friends thanks for everything yeah um what else after the song came out cole also praised beer and shared details of how the collab came together. I damn near didn't even want to put this clip up because I need everybody to hear this shit pure. How I heard it. I asked Bia to come through the studio for some whole other shit. First time meeting her, we chopped, we chopped it up. She plays me this new song she, she had just did. 
Man, in that moment, I was blown away, he wrote. He continued, in quote, I thought about this song for a month straight. It was my favorite song, and I only heard it one time. She hit me recently and sent me the song. Um, she must have knew I wanted to hear it again. And I was just grateful to have it in my possession. When the thought of and conversation came up about me adding a verse, I was excited but genuinely nervous because I didn't even see how the song could be better after what she did to it. I didn't want to fuck nothing up. Um, <clears throat> I'm grateful I ended up catching the right wave. Thank you, Bia, for having me on this record with you. Love this shit and love your energy and spirit. And there you got it. There you go right there, man. Ah, another congratulations to Bia and of course DJ Khaled, Coyle Ray. Um, so yeah. Yeah, we're gonna make some noise. Next up is Rick Ross. Okay, Rick Ross is not playing when it comes to um, his very first upcoming car and bike show. He's already been pulling out all the stops for the event, but he uh, may have made his biggest move yet with the latest addition to his car collection. On April 25th, on Thursday, April 21st, the Maybach Music Group boss took to his Instagram with footage of one of his one of the vehicles he plans to show off at the car show next next month. In the clip, fans can see a tank of with camouflage paint and full artillery being unloaded from a truck bed. It's a sight to see, especially with the tanks. Louis Vuitton interior catching people's attention. Ooh. So he said in quote, car show 30 days away. Um, and of course, you can follow. Of course, you get actually, and this is at Rick Ross Car Show. And the website is www.rickrosscarshow.com. My tank has been delivered. Ross wrote in the caption of his post, the toys beginning to arrive. Tickets selling fast. Get your get yours now. Um, most anticipated car show of 2022. Biggest names in the game. Time to unify the, the belts. Um, 454 boys pulled them toys out the garbage. Candy versus clean artists. Performing, tag your fave Chevy riders, name your favorite classics, get to see Rose entire car collection. Hmm. Ross has been fanning the flames when it comes to his competition at the show. Now, this is some fire. This the car show that he's putting up is going to be so lit and fire, man. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. So all right. So okay, so Ross has been fanning the flames when it comes to his competition that at the show. He's been back going back and forth with with DJ Envy, who also has a popular annual car event and has been boasting about receiving a one hundred thousand dollar bag from a big name brand looking to endorse the event. We already got a six-figure offer, Rosé said in the video. A hundred. It ain't much, but it's the thought. That let me know that if somebody offered me a, a hundred already shit, Rosé could get 350K. K stands for thousands. In case you folks didn't know, um, oh yeah, so, so, um, so let's get into. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything. Let me make sure I don't miss anything as far as um. Now, um, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna go to um we're gonna go to J in a sec so. Um, so before we even do that, we're going to go over the highlights. I didn't get a chance to watch the iHeart, um, music awards. Um, I was prepping some topics for the podcast. So that's why I'm actually going to get into the subject right now. So. Um, let me make sure I covered everything. Let me make sure I covered everything. Let's take a look here. Um, all right. Uh, oh, wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Um, yeah, I did not cover, um, Jasmine Sullivan yet. I'm going to, let's do that. Let's do that. Jasmine Sullivan, um, Jasmine Sullivan's Helix Tour. Yeah. Helix Tour. Alright, we're gonna cover this right now. Um so let's see. And this is off of her website, too. I didn't even know she had a website. So let's get into this. Um, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, yeah, forgive me. Um, trying to look up some information. Um, trying to look up some information here. Okay. Hang on. Jasmine Sullivan. All right. Um, okay, with this load. Um, because he has a tour. Hang on a second. Did she talk about? I know she talked about this, but the. No. Okay, hold that thought. Yeah, um, okay. I'm going to win this, so let's just get to, let's get to it, though. The world tour she's talking about, um, Helix tour. Yeah, Helix tours, um, for this. Um, okay. So, check this out. We're gonna do. We're gonna actually get into some information. So Jasmine Sullivan has a tour. She has a Helix tour. So of course, um, obviously the tour. Hold on a minute here. Let me just make sure that. Uh, so June fifth. Saturday and Sunday is going to be at the TD um, Pavilion at the Man in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Roots Picnic. On June 
10th to the 12th, Friday through Sunday, um, City Field, Queens, New York, which is um, Flushing, Queens, to be exact, is going to be at the Governor's Ball Music Festival. And, of course, July 28th through the 31st, um, Thursday through Sunday, Grant Park, Chicago, Illinois, Lollapalooza. So there you go right there. Make sure you get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. I get, make sure you get it early in advance so they don't sell out. Um, so there you go right there. Um, now we can get into some Ella Cool J stuff. And obviously there's been, um, some highlights in terms of the, um, what went down in the iHeartRadio Music Awards of 2022. Um, so this is according to E. E.T. Online, uh, the epic hits just kept coming at the 2022 iHeartRadio Music Awards. The star-studded show kicked off of, you know, Tuesday. Hang on a second. This was, um, this was, um, last month, of course. Um, yeah, Tuesday night and brought out some of the biggest names in music to perform live. Hosted by Ella Kuji, who also performed during the jam-packed ceremony this year's show, featured some incredible numbers from artists, including Megan Thee Stallion, um, Mainskin, and John Legend, to name a few. The night also featured a special performance from and tribute to Jennifer Lopez after the star was honored with the iHeartRadio Icon Award. Um, E.T. is taking taking a look at the at all the biggest best and most memorable performances from this year iHeartRadio radio music awards um before taking the stage to host ella cool J kicked off the night by reminding every everyone exactly how he became an icon with an epic a medley of some of his most famous hits including mama said knock you out rampage the boom, the booming system, and rock the bells. The mega hit Italian group rock group took home the award for best new alternative artist and proved exactly why they deserve the honor with a performance of their international hit "Begging" and their latest single "I Want to Be Your," "I Want to Be Your Slave." Whoa. Hitting the stage with um, dueling pianos, Legend and Poof perform a few brief covers of each other's tunes, including See You Again and Ordinary People, before teasing their forthcoming collaboration, Dope, and closing out their set with a performance of Poof's latest tune, Light Switch. And um, after being honored with her Icon Award, Lopez delivered one of the night's most memorable performances. Billy Porter kicked things off by announcing Lopez in true pose fashion before, before a bevy of drag stars 
who hit the catwalk in some of JLo's most iconic looks, from her green Versace dress to her Super Bowl um 56 halftime look. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Or was it? Never mind. Never mind that. Um, halftime look. Lopez then appeared. No, it wasn't 56. My fault. Lopez then appeared on an elevated stage wearing a long white fur coat, which read equality. The multi-talented artist got the crowd going with a performance of On My Way before she ditched the jacket and unveiled a sparkly black jumpsuit. Next up, Lopez sang Get Right before showing off her dance skills for the audience. Um, The country crooner earned the award for country song of the year for his collaboration with Carrie Underwood on the single. Um, and this is Jason um, Aldean um, for the single, If I Didn't Love You. And in honor of the win, Aldean took to the stage to perform his biggest hit, Dirt Road Anthem, before delivering a rendition, If I didn't love you. Megan Thee Stallion brings dessert. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rocking a fire red leotard, Megan Thee Stallion lit up the stage for a racy performance of her song, Megan's Piano, and then switched gears and moved on to a rendition of Sweetest Pie, her new single with um, um, Dua Dua Lipa, who was not in attendance. In a surprise planned moment, Megan actually slammed a pie into a back up dancer's face to leave a lasting impression as the as the final act of this year's show. Yeah. And also there's there's more. Hold on a minute. Actually, there's more. Um, so speaking of Elo Cool J, um, so, um, so Elo Cool J announces Rock the Bells Festival lineup for 2022. Um, this was recently posted on April 5th. Um, this is from digitalmusicnews.com. So, Ella Kuji has announced the lineup for his Rock the Bells Festival celebrating hip hop in Queens. The hip hop festival is happening on April 6th. Well, it happened on April 6th with, perform with performances by Ella Kuji, Z Trip, Ice Cube. Rick Ross, Lil' Kim, and many other hip-hop acts with more to be announced. The revamp, the revamping of the Rock the Bells Hip-Hop Music Festival is happening just a week before the 49th anniversary of Celebration Hip-Hop, no, Hip-Hop Celebration Day. This festival is, is my way of showing love to the community of hip-hop and celebrating the incredible journey this culture has taken. Um... Going, going from DJ Cool Herc's Cedric Avenue rec room to 
the global phenomenon we all cherish today, LLQJ said in a statement about the Rock the Bells Festival. Getting to bring some of the most iconic and influential hip-hop artists to the stage, same stage, in my hometown and the city that started it all is an honor, and I can't wait for everyone to see what we have in store for them. The rapper says about the upcoming festival, we're thrilled to welcome Ella Cool J home to Queens for this special event that celebrates the genre and the culture as a whole, says Mike Luba. AEGSVP, Global Touring, and the exec behind the revival of Forest Hills Stadium. The borough has played such a vital role in hip-hop history and being able to host this day of music from this group of music icons is an honor. The Rock the Bells Festival is going to be different from any other festival you've attended. Bring great people, great vibes, and great music together to represent and celebrate the originality and greatness of hip-hop, says Roxanne Chante. With me as your host, you are guaranteed to have a nice day making hip-hop memories from dusk until dawn. Um, Please believe it, baby. <laughs> of course, pre- pre-sale tickets for the Rock the, Rock the Bells. Um, Obviously, it already happened Um, for the Rock the Bells Festival. Are now available at the Rock the Bells website, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously that's already the portion of the sales will be donated to the Universal Hip Hop Museum in the Bronx. Wait, doesn't he have I know he has another I know he has another one actually, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's it, man. Yeah, I think that's it. If I have any um any Emma Cool J news about any events that he's doing, I will bring it to the New York podcast. All right. Now we're going to go into some things to do in New York. First and foremost, first and foremost, Stranger Things is coming to Brooklyn. All right. So um, according to amnewyork.com, this is pertaining to Stranger Things. The Netflix TV series is coming to Brooklyn. So head into the, um, what the hell? Wait, head into the Upside Down at an immersive Stranger Things themed experience that will bring Hawkins, Indiana to Brooklyn this year. I don't understand why they fucking switched the words upside down. But anyway, ahead of the new season on Netflix Stranger Things, the experience will launch at the... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Yeah, it'll be held at the Dougal Greenhouse in the Brooklyn Navy Yard on May 7th. Visitors will dive headfirst into the Stranger Things universe and explore a world of supernatural mystery, enduring friendships, and 80s nostalgia. Um, The Rift is open, and we're excited that our Stranger 
things fans will get to jump into the magic once more, said Greg Lombardo, head of experiences at Netflix. Um, yeah, this is for the New York folks out there in in the five boroughs and Long Island, aka Strong Island, of course, and of course upstate New York as well. So, and so there you go, right there. Um, yeah, also the tri-state. I ain't forget Jersey. If you're in New Jersey or in the Connecticut area or the tri-state area, um, you can check out the the uh, Stranger Things event on on may 7th um i'll get to the tickets um after so the riff is open and we're excited that our stranger things fans will get yeah i already read that part already this time they will take on the challenges themselves and work alongside 11 mike <laughs> whoa 11, wait 11 <laughs> 11 <laughs> that's the number <laughs> oh shit um and the rest of the gang to fight the evil monsters pla- plaguing hoskins um as dustin would say you always say we should never stop being curious to always open any curiosity door we find Guests will enjoy a brand new storyline developed with the show's creators. Um, you start off with in Hawkins Plaza, where fans will realize that things are not what they seem, and will eventually find themselves in Hawkins Lab and the Upside Down. Um, guests then have the opportunity to face the gauntlet of lurking terrors and help save the town. Um, after the experience, guests will arrive at an FNB and retail hub celebrating Stranger Things, most visually iconic locations where they can explore and take photos, grab a USS Butterscotch Sunday at Scoops Ahoy. Not to be confused with Chips Ahoy, folks. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> um, knock off Mad Max's high school at the Palace Arcade and avoid um demo gorgons in the upside down. I don't know why they call it that. Um, there is also going to be a store with official Stranger Things. Um, yeah. Official Stranger Things merchandise available for purchase. Um, attendees are encouraged to wear face masks at all times and must adhere to local COVID-19 guidelines, hand sanitizer stations will be available to visitors on site. The Dougal Greenhouse is located at 63 Flushing Avenue, buildings 268 Stranger Things. The experience will be open to the public on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And Saturdays and Sundays from 11 a.m to 9 p.m. The experience is 45 minutes long and time slots are available every half hour. The ticket starts at 
$54 and are available at StrangerThingsExperience.com slash New York. Walk-ins are welcome, but booking tickets ahead of time is recommended. Follow StrangerThings.Experience on Instagram to keep up to date with exclusive news and surprises. So you, you can check that out. Make sure you purchase your tickets on their website. And, of course, follow them on the Instagram page. So there you go right there. Now, some other stuff for the, for the people in New York to, to have some fun in. Um, Let's see. Okay. Dino's Wonder Wheel. All right. Um, oh boy. So I haven't had a chance to talk about this. Um, so on April 10th, the beloved Dino's Wonder Wheel Amusement Park in Coney Island will reopen for the summer season. Before it does, there's a lot of preparatory work to be done. The park has been a Coney Island um staple since the Wonder Wheel first opened in 1920. And ever since the 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 Vord the family um, took over the expanded park. Safety has been their number one priority. With many of the rides standing the test of time, many of the park's kiddie rides date back as back to as early as the 1950s. It is important that the rides kept are kept in tip-top shape so they are safe for guests to ride them. To achieve this goal, the Department of Buildings conducts thorough inspections of each ride multiple times a year to ensure the safety of the rides. Our highest priority at the department is the safety of our fellow New Yorkers, which, which is why we are not going to let amusement rides operate in our city without first getting the green light from us, said DOB Acting Commissioner um, um, Constadino uh, Siracus, P.E. Whether it's at Coney Island or small street fairs, our safety inspections are an important step to make sure that New Yorkers can safely enjoy amusement rides this spring and summer season. End quote. Safety is the utmost priority in our business. I always say that we're in the safety business, not the fun business said Dennis um, Vodaris. Um, owner of Dino's Wonder Wheel Amusement Park. The first thing you see us doing is checking stuff, rechecking stuff, replacing things, upgrading. Our industry is very safety focused. Accidents happen, but we do our best to maintain as perfect safety as we can. Once a ride is inspected, it is given a tag by the Department of Buildings, giving it the green light to operate. Each tag is good for 120 days, meaning the DOB will return to reinspect the ride to clear it for the rest of the season. Should there be an issue with the ride before the tag expires, DOB will come sooner. Um, this is their license technically. 
when our inspectors are here, we do an audit on the operator, said John um, Mingola. Um, supervising inspector elevators at DOB. We also have to make sure these cars are visible for us to see. God forbid there's an accident or something, we have the info right away. Each ride gets a thorough sweep of each spot on the ride. With the Wonder Wheel itself, for example, there are many steps to make sure that the iconic ride is ready for the summer season. We inspect each and every bucket. We inspect all the all of the gears, the sprocket. Then we got the motor room, all the handles, said Mingoa. Each individual car gets inspected. Um, the doors, the locks, the welds, all, all of that. All of the emergency stop switches and emergency rescue. The park has protocols for emergency rescue. It's pretty sure the same routine on every ride. The one on the wheel itself has a fantastic safety record. We do our best. It's the best we can do. Um, Voderis added. Um, all the ride, all rides are checked for sharp edges to make sure that no one can cut themselves open on any part of the ride another example is the thunderbolt not not the big thunderbolt the the smaller one this thunderbolt is inspected to make sure all of the lock bars are secure and every mechanical piece is working underneath the gears and machinery are greased to make sure that the rides go smoothly The bumper cars are turned over and expected for any holes or fraying wires and inspectors check to make sure all seatbelts are secure and that all me mechanisms that make the cars secure are all functioning. In addition to the rides, the DOB will continue periodically to make sure that the ride operators are doing what they are supposed to do while the rides are in motion um in quote when we're here we'll watch the operator be attentive to the ride that means he or she isn't on their phone they have to be maintained full concentration on the ride itself they are supposed to understand english or at least the word no if they can't they need to get someone in here, said Mingola. You either go and tell Dennis to get another operator, otherwise we have to shut it down. We don't want to do that. That's not what we intend to do. In the off-season, the rides are meticulously restored and maintained so they can run the following season. Parts of the of many of the rides and attractions are held underneath the park grounds in a workshop where they can be fixed, maintained, and updated. Although there is a lot of work that goes that does into making sure the rides are safe for amusement park guests, um, Vaderis says that there is also a responsibility for the guests to follow the rules and ride the rides as they are intended to be ridden. Um, in quote, 
obviously you want to follow the rules and, and regulations of the ride. If the operator tells you you are too tall to go on this ride, too big to go on this ride, or too short to go on this ride, there's a reason for that, said Vidaris. We're not discriminating against people. We're just we just have safety in mind. We we want you to have a good time, but it's imperative that you follow the rules. Um Vidaris particularly wants to remind parents of young riders that they that the safety requirements for height are incredibly important to follow because even if you intend on riding with your child, if they aren't tall enough, they can't ride regardless. We have to follow the rules. It can't be a free for all. The rules that are there for a reason. We wouldn't want a 32-inch child on a ride that requires a 36-inch child to ride. Uh, a lot of parents will say, it's okay, I'm going to sit with him. But the operator will say, it's not about that. It's about being um, the right height to ride the tilt a world. There's a reason for that, said Vidaris. So we find ourselves trying to educate the public on a lot of these things. But most of the people know if they are not in the yellow or green area, you can't ride. It's imperative that riders and parents alike follow the rules and regulations. Uh, we're only looking out for you. For more information, pricing, and more, visit dinoswonderworld.com. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um Let's see if I missed anything. Okay. So um obviously I didn't get a chance to actually mention this. So this was happened this is what happened recently. Um what happened recently um this is pertaining to the Myrtle Avenue Street, Myrtle Avenue Spring Street Festival returns to Ridgewood. Um, in conjunction with Clearview, Clearview Festival production, the Myrtle Avenue, the Myrtle Avenue um, Business Improvement District sponsored its annual Myrtle Avenue Spring Street Festival in Ridgewood on April 24th, 2022. Over 200 merchants and vendors had set up shop on Myrtle Avenue from Wickoff Avenue to Forest Avenue selling fair staples like turkey legs. <laughs> yeah, cotton candy and and merchandise ranging from trink trinkets, <laughs> trinkets to um shirts and spices. Meanwhile, Thousands of mostly unmasked spectators strolled up and down the avenue, enjoying the looser COVID-19 rules and the comfortable spring temperatures. Um, Obviously, what the hell? Okay, what the hell? Charlie Chase and his four-year-old Columbia red-tailed board instructor, blah, blah, blah. Brave Fair Ravello had a chance to pose with Charlie Chase's four-year-old Colombian red-tailed board um, constrictor, um, Brooklyn for a photo op at five dollars a pop. 
Jay shared that the festival always open opens him with open arms and that he wanted to demystify demystify misconceptions people have about snakes. A lot of people have obsessions about snakes, Chase said. The worst thing you can trust is the one walking on two feet, and that is the human thing. Dylan Rosado, age 19, who posed with Breitling, describes himself as a snake person and said that he also owns one. Ah! Um, I'm like, whoa, no, I had to push it, he said. Rosado was glad to see that life was returning to normal. The festival is nice, he said. We get to hang out outside. The food is amazing. It's really good. A long, a long line formed at um, um, Luis Perez Perez's food stand as the smell of Colombian-style barbecue, flank steak, and turkey legs permeated the air. With the help of Kent Torres, who translated from Spanish to English, Perez, owner of Rancho Mateo, estimated that he was going to sell around a few hundred pounds of meat. Um, when asked how he felt about seeing all the people out and about, he responded with a smile. Feliz, happy, of course, nobody has to wear a mask any longer. Of course, sisters. Um, sisters Leslie and Angelina Dominguez checked out the MTA New York City Ventures bus um, 3,100 3, from the 50s and the first air-conditioned bus to operate in New York City. The bus is super cool. I love the seating, um, Leslie Dominguez said. It's very interesting. Um, both were still wearing masks, but thought it was okay that others had opted out. It's your choice if you want to wear it out or not, Leslie Dominguez said. Balloon artist Earl Hicks was delighted to see the large crowd out and about. Everybody has been anxious to get out, Hicks said, and this has been one of the first weekends where the weather has cooperated to be really, really nice. Um, as far as the mainly unmasked crowd was concerned, he said he didn't feel apprehensive since the festival was an outdoor event. I wouldn't feel comfortable if this amount of people were inside uh, of a closed building, Hicks said. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's Matt Photos. Um it's math photos, actually. You can actually check out the photos at qns.com slash 2022 slash um, 04 Myrtle Avenue Spring Street Festival Ridgewood. There you go. Right there. There you go right there. Um, let me make sure I covered everything. Okay. Things to do in NYC. One more thing I need to do. There's one more thing I need to do, actually. Hold on. One more thing I need to do here before I wrap up here. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, good thing I remembered. Good thing I remembered that shit, too. Hold on. 
Hold on. Um, now the very last thing I want to I want to do before I wrap up here is to also mention some other things that that um that New Yorkers can find out some things to do. So there's eight things to do in NYC. So here we go. Um. All right. So this is according to amnewyork.com slash entertainment things to do. And starting with April, Friday, April 29th, um, Candytopia opening day. Do you have a sweet tooth? The opening day of Candytopia in New York City is this week. Guess who come by Candytopia can live their Willy Wonka dreams with 24,000 square feet of pure confectionery bliss with over 17 different interactive environments, including signature favorites like the Marshmallow Pit and Confetti Room. And new features like the Infinity Mirror Room, Ring Swing Garden, Sugar High Theater, and an indoor zip line. $36 for adults, $29 for kids, um, four, four, 4 through 12, free for the kids under 4. Tickets, ticket times start at 10 a.m. Located at 111 West 32nd Street between 6th, Ave, 6th and 7th Avenues in Manhattan. Um, Movies Under the Stars, The Goonies. All summer long, the New York City Parks Department is screening family-friendly movies for all to enjoy. Grab the, a cozy blanket and sit under the stars while enjoying the classic film The Goonies this weekend. The event is free to the public, but in the event of heavy rain or extreme weather, the screening may be canceled. The screening begins at dusk. Healy Field in Van Cortland Park in the Bronx. Um, Kazuko Miyamoto to perform a line. The Japan, the Japan Society is hosting a special art installation from April 29th through July 10th that celebrates key bodies of Miyamoto's work from the late 1960s through the, the 2000s. $12.00. And ten dollars for students and seniors, free for Japan Society members and children under sixteen. Time tickets begin at twelve p.m. Located at three thirty-three East Forty Seventh Street, Manhattan. Saturday, April thirtieth, Art in the Garden weekends in the bloom. It's cherry blossom season once again. There are many places to see beautiful flowers bloom, but you have to see them at Brooklyn Botanic Garden. Each weekend, the garden will celebrate cherry blossom season with casual pop-up music and dance performances, as well as craft opportunities and conversations with some of Brooklyn Botanic Garden's gardeners. All programs are free with garden admission, which is $18 for adult non-members, $12 for students, um, um, 12 and C 12 plus and senior 65 plus and free for children under 12 8 a.m to 7 p.m and and the location is 990 Washington Avenue in Brooklyn New York
run for the wild. Grab your running shoes. This is one of the one of the kind run is is one that can't be missed. Every year, the Bronx Zoo hosts Run for the Wild as an opportunity to raise awareness of the threats facing wildlife while fundraising to help the Wildlife Conservation Society mission, those who participate in the 5K run or the 3K family run will um, receive will receive um, free admission. Yeah, free admission, of course. Um, yeah, free admission to the zoo as well as access to the fun post-run activities. For non-members um, of WSC, registration is $55 for adults, $45 for seniors and kids. Events start at 8 a.m. Use Bronx River entrance um, location um, um, 2300 Southern Boulevard, Bronx, New York. And the Bronx Night Market calling all foodies and shoppers alike. Yeah, shoppers. Um, the Bronx Night Market is back this weekend and better than ever. The market will return to the Fordham Plaza and guests can browse the vendors and taste some delicious food all while listening to live musicians and watching dance performances all summer long. The market is free to enter, but prices vary by vendor. Be sure to RSVP ahead of time, and and it starts from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. And location is 1 Fordham Plaza, Bronx, New York. And lastly, May 1st, Sunday, May 1st, Vitals Wizard of Oz. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. Enjoy this classic show with this special performance by the Actors Temple Theater. See this story brought to life and rediscover the joy of the Wizard of Oz. Recommended to ages 2 to 7. Tickets start at $49.50. Show starts at 11 a.m. 339 West 47th Street, Manhattan, New York. And and also Sunday um Sunday school comedy, ready to laugh. Sunday school comedy takes pl- takes the best in the comedians in New York City, and they perform a hot new lineup every week, as chosen by Ashley Gavin, best known for her hit podcast. We're having gay sex. Tickets start at $10 online, or you can buy them at the door for $18. Um, 7.45 p.m., um, Sour Mouse. <laughs> okay. 110 Delancey Street, Manhattan, New York. All right. Make sure you check those spots out. And that's the and that's the eight things you could do in New York City starting from April 29th to May 1st. So there you go. There you go, New York. I hope you get this. So um can't say I didn't um I didn't inform you about that. You know what I'm saying? So there you have it right there. Um, 
There you have it. Um, all right, I'm gonna wrap this up right now, man. You like what you heard in today's episode as far as the um the places to check out um for the weekend that's coming up and, and future events that's coming up or whatever. Please show some love and making a charitable donation to my cash app, which is G Money Stacks 555. That's dollar sign capital G lowercase M O N E Y capital S lowercase T A C K Z 555. All right. Once again, it's not about having a lot of money. It's about um, doing the best you can as a human being. And whatever amount of money you decide to donate will be appreciated. All right. So here we go. We're going to go to our last segment instead of going to podcast free game mechanisms tonight. So um, I have to really catch up on this show, which is TMZ Hip Hop, which is on right now. That's why I got my TV on. So this is the last thing I'm going to actually get to. So we're going to get into stream choices on the go. Of course, make sure you follow the show on Facebook and Instagram, Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast, alongside with my um, other podcast shows, which is um, Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast, of course, the Sports Edition show, and, of course, um, Meticulous Vibrant Podcast, alongside with my primary handle, which is... Which is um, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Um, make sure you turn on your notifications so you don't miss a damn beat. All right. Now, you go to the link in bio on both pages, right? The either one, it has the same link that says link tree slash G Money Stacks 555. It's gonna have um a whole list of um all your streaming platforms. Um, to listen to episodes and stuff like that. And you can leave a voice message on the Anchor page as well. Um, of course, um, you have the opportunity to leave a voice message on there. And, and of course, you go to the Anchor um, link that says um, the name of the show, which is, which is um, the, the New York podcast um, show. You click on there and you're going to see the one message. You click on message. You are going to record your voice message. If you have any questions, any um, topic ideas, any um, any thoughts and talks, questions. Um, and if you would like to be, and also if you'd like to be a guest co-host with me on this, on this New York, New York platform right here. Um, you can email the show. You can email the show at Off the Meat Rack Chains New York Podcast. Let me just pull up the email. The email the show right here, which is Off the Meat Rack Chains New York Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you make sure you let let us know your your work schedule and which days you are free, so I can send you an invite to the Streamyard um live stream chat. If I see you in the live stream um, stu- um, stream yard studio, I will add you to the to the live stream of the podcast right here. So there you go, right there, off the meat rat chains, New York podcast at gmail.com. And of course, this goes um with Anchor, Audacity, Audible, 
Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM, Podcast, Pod Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Podo Polo, um, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Podchaser, Podfriend, and Spotify. And, of course, you can listen to the New York Podcast episodes on Radio Public. We are on iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. Make sure you follow um off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast on iHeartRadio alongside with my other podcast shows, Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast, Sports Edition Show, and of course the review show, um, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast as well. And last but not least, the YouTube. Make sure you grab the subscribe button on the YouTube channel page, G Money Stacks, where you see all the episodes already posted. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes in the air via live stream and the time it comes on. All right. Um, make sure you stay tuned for more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, and catch up on all the new and, and latest episodes that's on the YouTube channel page. So there you go right there. And make sure you share the episodes. Download these episodes. Share the episodes. Share the videos. Tell a friend to another friend. Word of mouth is important. Spread the word to everybody. And, of course, share the podcast with your wives, your husbands, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your friends, and the workers that you are cool with, especially in the radio industry, the podcast industry. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because once you get word of mouth, it 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 gains contraction. So it gains traction. So you know what I'm saying? But it takes time, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's just that's just me right there. Now, now remember, remember the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off and don't rush the process. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening and rocking with me on episode 140. And and of course, also remember, if you have a dream of being a podcaster like myself, in terms of three shows that's underneath of my belt, don't let anybody discourage you from doing this, man. Look, you you have to find your why's, your, your what, um, when, how, um, and and, and, of course, you know, tell your story on what inspired you to actually, you know, start a podcast and stuff. I already told you my story a couple of times. I want you to do the same as well. And, and of course, you matter mentally, physically, and spiritually. All right? Don't let nobody tell you that you got to be under a label to be validated and valid or whatever case scenario may be. That's not always true. And money is not always good money. All right. So, so, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's, that's going to do it for me, man. Enjoy the rest. Of, enjoy the rest of Enjoy yourselves. I'll be back same time, 
Same man cave bat channel. Be there or be squared. Peace and one love. Have yourselves a good night. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple of things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast. O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love. <laughs>